Hi, you're listening to the 72nd episode of Downtime Podcast. I'm Elisa. I'm Jeremy. And today we're going to take you through a very nice podcast. We're going to talk about the Tokyo Game Show. We're going to talk about some news that's happened, games we played, and we're also going to answer some listener questions for this week. How are you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing really well. I had a really great Saturday. Now it's Sunday. Uh, just chilling all day. You know what I mean? Just, you know, hanging out. Yeah. I got you. I got overall, you. Overall, I'm doing, I'm doing well. Overall, I think I'm doing okay. How about you? How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, I had a very somewhat lazy weekend, and it was good. I caught up on some sleep as well, and oh, yeah. everything's good. Wow. Yeah. I just watched a bunch of anime, mm -hmm. uh, ate, ate some donuts, Yeah. Um, drank a lot of alcohol. Uh, what what yeah, a combination. Uh, Donuts uh, and alcohol. Yeah. Not not at the same time though. That's that's just weird. Yeah, he wouldn't <laughs> want to do that at the same time. <laughs> I uh uh I had a great weekend <laughs> so far. <laughs> Congrats. Um, Congrats. Thank you, thank you. I mean Tokyo Game Show happened this past weekend. Hey Tokyo Game Show. Uh, for those that don't know, Tokyo Game Show is probably the um, biggest games conference in all of Japan. Yes. Happens every September. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just happened this past weekend. Yes. And they announced a bunch of new titles. Oh, yeah. A bunch also... of new titles, a bunch of remasters, a lot of gameplay trailers, a lot of, yep. like, cons a new console was announced, technically. <laughs> like... Wait, which one? I didn't see that. Well, I I say new in quotes. Uh, the PlayStation one. PS1. Oh, 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 that one. Yeah, that, I was like, wait a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. The yeah. PlayStation One Mini or PlayStation Mini? I forget what's. I called, don't know. But, but let's start whatever. with that. Actually, the PlayStation sure. PlayStation One Mini was announced. Um, as you can imagine, just like they've been doing with a lot of like uh the Nintendo um classics and uh, like or no um. Sega, um, Genesis, right? Like they've been having like no, it's it's only Nintendo. It's only Nintendo. Right. Okay, yeah. Um, PlayStation's yeah. following suit, and um, it's a pretty like I gotta admit, like what they've announced so far is pretty solid. They've announced Final Fantasy Seven, um, Ridge Racer Type Four, and Tekken Three, and there's gonna be twenty preloaded games on it. Nice. And um I will say I um a shout out to PlayStation for acknowledging that Tekken 3 is a classic game. Like uh, when I saw <laughs> when I saw that I was like, "Yes! One for the fighting community." I was I was really happy. I genuinely think Tekken 3 is like one of the best of the Tekken series. So, that was wonderful. What, when did Tekken 3 come out? Tekken 3 came out, I want to say, in like 97, maybe, or 98, or 99, yeah. Some, somewhere it's, around there. It's crazy how far things have to go to become classics. I mean... Yeah. 97. I, I kinda, yeah, yeah, It makes yeah. sense because I think 2000, 2001 was Tekken Tag Tournament. Yeah, that makes oh sense. Oh, my God. That makes sense to me, I think. <laughs> that makes me feel old. Yeah. 
They oh have. I know. So they haven't announced the other games yet, but so this is the reason why I'm curious about this. It's because PlayStation 4 in itself has been doing a lot of remasters recently that I can imagine would be on this console. Like for example, Crash is just got remastered last year. Yeah. And now they're having this and I was like, "Oh, maybe missed opportunity but not really because you covered all of the crash insane trilogy but uh like i can't like there's there's still some games that could be on it like um for example um metal gear solid has not been remastered yet and that could potentially be on the classic so i think it should i think it should but then you know konami is being weird and they've always been kind of weird it's true they like they might have like a like a ransom for five million dollars just to get that on their PS One. So <laughs> and Kojima's just shaking his head. I know SMH, <laughs> SMH. Right. Yep, yep, yep. That's all the news for that. Just because a lot of the games haven't been announced, but it's gonna be. I'm curious what games will be because they've just been, like I said, a lot of games have been coming out on the PlayStation Store and PS Four. Yeah. But regardless of that, I think people are still going to buy it. There's a lot of diehard Sony fans out there. Well, I mean, for any game console, any game system, any brand. But, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people who are clamoring for this ever since Nintendo announced their mini series. It's true. So it only makes sense that Nintendo is going to start coming out with a, uh, n- like a, a Nintendo 64 mini. Yeah, I get be, like whenever that fun. comes out, that's going to be really good. I bet you they're going to have Pikachu or the Pokemon game where you take snapshots. Like, I don't oh, know. Pokemon Snap. There you go. I don't know why, but when when someone says Nintendo 64, I default to that game specifically. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, that that's the only system. Well, actually, not the only system. Came on the Wii, I think. Mm. But that's where it started, right? So, yeah. I mean, I mean, and that's fine. I mean, when I think of N64, I think of Mario Party or yeah. Smash or Mario Kart. <laughs> so Or Banjo-Kazooie. Or I can think of a bunch of games that I only played. I didn't have a lot of N64 games. But I digress. Yeah. Anyways. It's going <laughs> to be good. The, yeah, the, the PlayStation Mini, whatever it's called, is coming out. So that's going to be awesome. Okay. Yeah. A lot of software. A lot of software was announced. I mean, there's a lot of games that I kind of want to talk about, but I also don't because I think that... Um, it's just gonna be like, oh, let's like, acknowledge it though. Still, like, let's yeah, let's still say it. Sure. Um, starting with Death Stranding. Hmm. <laughs> so that trailer came out. There's a new trailer that came out. It wasn't really a trailer. It was more. Well, I guess it was, it was like a, a gameplay, and it was actually a short trailer. It wasn't like f- fifteen minutes. It was like only like one yeah. minute long. Yeah. Still, uh, no answers. Just more questions. More questions, but I... Okay, I'm going to make a bold predict... Maybe it's not that bold. I actually think this trailer was lightweight kind of honing in on what potentially the plot can be about. Uh-huh. And I don't know if if we've talked about this. We, I don't know. Whatever. But Death Stranding, what if it's literal? Like, Death is stranding. Like, what if you're in limbo? And, like, you know how that, like, Satan, like, devil-looking character kind of, like, consumed, like, a bunch of, like, souls, like, coming out of the ground and became that, like, boss battle? Yeah. What if they're all, like, souls that, like, never reached, like, heaven or hell? You know what I mean? Oh, I see. Yeah. Those are just, that was just, like, my initial thought. 
Oh, I mean, that makes sense. That's yeah. a really interesting way to think about that. Yeah, because, you know, the title is like, what the fuck is a Death Stranding? But then what if it, like, in terms of, like, in biblical terms, Death Stranding means, like, you're in limbo. So... Well, uh, so, I mean, as everyone knows, Kojima pulls his inspiration not just from movies and TV shows, but also from weird, random things in his life and things that he's inspired by but also from texts so i guess the bible would be a huge influence on this yeah um and that that's my prediction for that specific trailer i mean i could see it now i now that you say it, I, I could totally see where that's going but aside from that um it was just more gameplay looks good still S- you know still like what's going on <laughs> people yeah B- babies and random stuff yeah um, yeah, I mean, uh, still no no answers to our questions. We'll see what happens. We'll see what comes next. I know. Um, could, Kojima did confirm that it's still on track to come out in 2019. Yes. Yes, he did. And, um, I mean, with all the gameplay coming out, I think that it looks like it's, you know, I'd say 80% done, maybe. Maybe 90% done. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but Yeah. I think I think it's going to like be released in 2019. I don't think he's playing actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, that's fine. Uh, yeah. I'm glad that there's finally consistency. Uh, yeah, and there's a solid release date unlike some games like Kingdom Hearts. Hmm. Yeah. Which by the way, um not just uh not only came out with a Big Hero 6 trailer but also came out with a cover. What the Yeah. I know. Which I gotta admit, the cover's pretty. Yeah, it's very Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yep, it's very, it's what you expect. It's like a, com- in my opinion, it's like a combination of like both of one and two. But it raised a lot of questions and the disc- and it, it was a little bit discussed in our Discord. But the cover for Kingdom Hearts 3 features a lot of people from what you thought were all the in-between games. Yeah. Which, yeah, I know. And so it's kind of like a it, it was a discussion on our uh, discord whether or not you have to be knowledgeable or play the side games to play Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, I think it was Divine Eater and Ke- and Kevin who were saying that, like, for example, 358 over two is has like quite a few characters on the cover. And hmm. Birth by Sleep. You know. I would say at this point in the story of which the is a bunch of bullshit, Hunt, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know. You know what? I don't know anything about the story, but I would say that from like any any narrative perspective or following something for a really long time, I would say that the 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 writers of this game at least want to pay homage to previous titles and this whole long journey that they've put all these players through. Because Kingdom Hearts three, I think, is supposed to be the definitive edition uh, definitive edition to an end of like a phase one ish I sure hope so Holy Kingdom Hearts whole overall thing because you know they people they've been dragging Square Enix is, has been dragging the Kingdom Hearts fans on for yeah years, for forever since like 1999 since 1999 so yeah. it'll be it'll be 20 years yeah next year right so at that point it's like you might as well just have all the stories, even if you didn't know what they were, weave them together. Because, uh, as, as so ridiculous. Fan- 
As fans of the Yakuza series, I'm really glad that we don't have to wait so long between titles. One comes out every year, every two years. It's in, not to take his point, they, they reuse assets, which is nice. Kingdom Hearts 3 had a really troubling development cycle, and I understand that they were trying to get it out on the PS3, but it didn't happen, so they just re-released a bunch of games on the PS3, so on and so forth. My point is, um, I, I think that Kingdom Hearts 3 is the culmination of everything Kingdom Hearts before it. So, of course, they're going to make hard references to games like 352 over 2 or whatever. They're going to make by sleep like, and whatever. Yeah, like all the, yeah, like 2.8, whatever the numbers are. They're going to make references to those games and they're going to make confusing references to players that haven't played the games because why not? Like, you, like you've come this far, you've played every game on every console and every system. You might as well be rewarded with what happens to all these characters and the whole storyline wrap-ups because, you know, one little MPEG movie is not going to cut it for you on, a, on like, a DVD or whatever. So, uh, going back to the Yakuza thing, it's for players that haven't played every single Yakuza game but only picked up six, it was nice to have, like, something on the menu where you can, like, like click on it and it'll show you all the, the like, the... the What's it like a recap summary. of every game? Yeah, like a quick summary of every game from like zero to five. So that's kind of nice. Yeah, I just like it was annoying when I because okay, we don't know yet. We were it's still speculated, and there are summaries that are available thanks to people on YouTube. But I just think like Square Enix has never said that these games were major. They've it's kind of always been like like I guess spinoff would be the right word. Like in the same universe, mm-hmm. but not uh-huh. actually relating to the uh, to p- the main storyline necessarily. And so, if I knew that these games were important, I would have probably played them. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I, I'm thinking that that's what that's also what the developers thought as well. Like, not everyone's played all the little side games, you know, Dream Drop Distance, Birth by Sleep, blah blah blah. People, there are fans who've only played one, two. And that's it. You know, that's all they need. They, they don't need all this extra. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sure in your mind, Elisa, you don't want all this extra shit, right? Yeah. So, like, why would you even bother? At this point, it's like, just let me goddamn play the game without having to understand what's happening before it at a basic level. Yeah. Now that's I- all. That's all I want, too. Yeah. Now I got to watch all these summaries and shit just to get yeah. it. Ugh. That's boring. I know. So dumb. <sighs> Anyways, that was my Kingdom Hearts rant. Ugh, <laughs> so mad still, but ugh. Whatever. Yeah. We're going to move on. Ugh. <laughs> ah. uh, Devil May Cry 5 trailer came out and um, showed good. Uh, playable gameplay with Dante and Nero. Um, th- there's not much to it except it was released and it looks great. Um, Ace Attorney is going to come out to PC and all consoles in 2019. Um, uh-huh. I love that. Love that series. Yeah, I'm probably gonna pick it up. Actually, I'm gonna pick up the trilogy. Oh, do it! I've played every single game, and it was great. Yes, I even have Ace Attorney versus Professor Layton, and that series is amazing. Yeah, I'm really excited to play. I've seen videos on it all the time, and like, it it just looks pretty cool. So, yeah, totally, totally. I know. And speaking of attorneys. Let's talk about Project Judge. Oh, yeah. So, um, someone posted this on the Discord last week, and I, I saw think, that. Oh, it was, um, uh, it was a, uh, um, it was, oh my God, Hooded Dude. Hooded Dude. Hooded Dude. Shout out to you, Hooded Dude. Thanks yeah. for the share. 
Um, it's made by the team Yakuza. Well, I guess uh, uh, Ryo Gogotoku Studio, the same people that make the Yakuza series, mm-hmm. and it's a detective game set in Kamurocho. So yes, and obviously way, it's a spinoff. I know. Really random. I love cop detective stories. Like it's one of my yeah. it's one of my favorite um motifs in in a movie or like a TV show. So I'm excited. Yeah. I'm I'm excited for this. Yeah, no, I mean on the flip side of that, it's it's interesting because, you know, they've been doing Yakuza gangster game so far, and now they're doing the opposite, which is like a a, uh, a game that's based around the police. Yeah, it's based around a um Yagami part of a uh, Genda law office and he's an attorney. Yeah, yeah. And uh the actor for that game is a very famous Japanese actor. Um Who is it uh, now? Do, uh do you know Smap? Do you know the game Smap? Uh, Wait. Not game Smap. The they're they're a uh, 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 a group. Yeah, uh, you've told me about them before. They're like a they're yeah. a J-Rock, right? Yeah, they're uh they're a um boy band based okay. under Johnny's and Johnny's Oh my god, they're under know, Johnny's. Okay. Yeah, so for those that don't know Johnny's is a uh is a It's just a it's hit like maker a studio. Yeah, it's like a producer conglomerate in Japan. Yeah, and they only hire the prettiest of boys yeah. to join their ranks to sing. Most of them can't sing, sorry. But everyone and everyone <laughs> knows it, but they just look good, you know? They just look good on screen. They look yeah. good, and that's all that matters. Yeah. Um, I like uh, Avex more. Yeah, Avex is better. Avex has better people, I think, and they can actually. Some of the guys can actually sing. Yeah. Um, uh, so the the guys, in, the guy that plays the lead character and the game, uh, Judge Eyes is called uh, Takuya Kimura, or oh. in Japan he's known as uh, he's known as Kimutaku. Okay. And he's a very famous actor singer, and he. Um, yeah, he's he's the main character. He's providing the voice. I believe he's providing the voice and body capture for the game. Okay, okay. I I so can see this it. This is pretty big. Yeah, this is a pretty big move uh, for him like I guess career-wise since yeah. you know uh the the studio that that uh does these games is always known to bring famous people into their video games. Yes. Such as uh some of the famous actors in Yakuza 6, some of the famous Japanese actors in Yakuza 6 were brought together for that game and every game subsequently has always had some connection to like really famous people, so it's really cool that they're they're putting more and more famous Japanese celebrities into these games and exposing them to a Western audience. Definitely, and yeah, I can definitely see because I'm looking at the pictures right now. Because um, it I, I like a lot of um Yagami's character reflects um his younger image, so yes. I see it. Yeah, 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 and I. Uh, there was a point where Kimura Takuya had really long hair, like his like his character counterpart does. So yeah, it just it just made sense for sure. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to that game. I'm definitely gonna pick it up because I think they're gonna have a lot of callbacks and references to the Yakuza series. Probably. I mean, this is gonna, it takes this is gonna be the new IP. Totally, and I hope it does well. Yeah. Um, it, so, story wise, in connection to the Yakuza series. This game, Judge Eyes, takes place in 2018, so two years after. Oh, I just spoiled that. You can bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> you can bleep that out. Uh, all right, we're gonna sorry overlay. We're gonna overlay something. It'll all be good. 
so this game takes place two years after <laughs> the end of Yakuza 6. So, you know, whatever happens there, I don't know. I know. Uh, well, I hope there's some connection to it and you get to see characters oh, from the Yakuza no. series. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just to get it, the gameplay tra- trailer basically reveals that Yagami was pretty um, well known um, as an attorney. And yeah. he suddenly gets a case and he finds out that this murderer was released from prison or was acquitted of charges, something like that. And he goes and he stabs his girlfriend and burns her oh. apartment down. And oh. the and Project Judge takes place the aftermath of how that affected him. Yep. Yep, yep. So... It, it like same engine. It still looks great, and like if you are into detective stuff and cop stuff, why not? Why not? Like I can't believe this is the Dragon Engine because it looks beautiful. Oh yeah, it looks great. It's hard to believe that this is the same engine that ran Yakuza Six because everything looks so smooth. It's, like I don't understand. Yeah, because Yakuza Six was the experimental baby if you think about it so if that came out originally in 2016 17 in japan they had a few years to in the development process they also had a few years to refine it yeah yeah and i would say that this is a modified version of that engine since um yeah uh, as i mentioned before sega's yakuza team is really good at reusing assets but kind of changing things around a little bit so mm-hmm. that's why they're able to push out all these games set in the same universe because they already have the maps built out. Yeah, exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's there was a really good article from like Polygon or something or whatever that was saying that uh, even though the Yakuza team pushes out new games in these same maps, it's always fun to explore and see little things that you wouldn't see in the other games. For example, like shops will always change. Definitely. Um, uh, you know, like think like the games in the arcades will always change, so on and so forth. I know. So I'm excited to see what's represented in 2018. Agreed. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it's going to be hopefully a lot like its counterpart. Definitely. Real life counterpart. That's what I meant to say. Exactly. And uh, then we also got a. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I think we were going to say the same thing, actually. Go, what were you going to say? Online. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> oh. But uh, go on. Go on. Go on. Go on. No. Okay. Hmm. Nothing. Nothing. Go go on, tell okay. tell me your tale. Okay, so they just they just uh they revealed Ryu Gagotoku online, and I don't play online games ever, but the trailer was really cool. I'm yeah. still not gonna play it, but the trailer was cool. It's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just I don't have any words to say other than wow. <laughs> yeah, basically, I mean, like Majima straight up like killed someone with a baseball so you know <laughs> that's exciting yeah. and then i i just wanted to make a quick comment that when they featured like akiyama and haruka and like ha- by the way haruka totally kicked someone's ass and was hilarious it was like they got the character models or like the character costumes like it's like it takes place after yakuza 5 so i thought that was very interesting yeah, all like, the characters are really similar to their Yakuza 5 counterparts. Yeah. But then, then there's that new guy's there. Oh, yeah, the new guy. Oh, yes. Well, of course, the new the new guy's there. But the when they featured the um, the mainstays, 
they were all wearing their Yakuza 5 costume. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's all I have to say about it. The trailer was cool. But um, it's... It's not. It's an. It's like a card game kind of thing, right? Like it's not an actual 3D game because the TGS 2017 trailer shows it as not really an online game. Not sorry, not like an online game in the traditional sense, but more of a like mobile game. It's more of like a like a not Clash of Clans or Battle Royale, but more of yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's hard to explain it. Yeah, I I don't know how to explain it, but um, yeah. If you if you watch the trailer for Ryuga Gotoku Online. Uh, for Tokyo Game Show 2018, there's actually a little bit of a spoiler, so don't don't watch it if you haven't finished Yakuza Six. Oh, you're right, actually. Yeah, that will I be mean, bleeped out in this podcast as well. <laughs> there's only there's just one line, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, damn, why did you do that? If I if I didn't finish the game before that, I'd be so mad. <laughs> and what are you bleeping out? You can't bleep out the fact that I said that. I mean, I'm giving people information. I didn't say what it was, right? No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Judge, Judge Eyes looks awesome. We're both mm-hmm. going to be picking that up in the future, whenever it comes out. Yep, Hopefully, yep. it's localized to the West because they haven't said anything about that yet. I but know. Um, given the sales numbers for the previous Yakuza games, I'm hoping and I'm wishing and I'm praying that this one does come out in the West since this looks Oh, like it's going to come def- out. Uh, they're, yeah. They're, it's, yeah. It, it's coming Pe- out. It's only a matter of when. <laughs> Vote with your wallets again. Like even even if it's you know you never know anything can happen. But still, if you're if you're if you love the series, if you're new to the Yakuza series, buy it on Steam. It's twenty bucks. I swear to g- I swear to God, Sega also releases like they release um market surveys every two months asking people how do how would you feel if we localize this? And I'm just like duh. <laughs> and I'm sure people that's how everyone <laughs> who takes that survey answers the questions. By the way, it's just like well no shit. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. So I I have no doubts that Sega is going to do a lot of localization soon. Stay tuned for that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, moving on a little bit, Dead or Alive Six got a trailer. Yes, I. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, the the graphics are cool. Um, of course, I mean, it's, it's it's Dead or Alive. You're gonna get everything from like deep impacts, water effects, jiggling boobs, everything. Surprisingly, though, I felt like it was pretty tame on the boobs. I don't know. Like, n- comparatively to other trailers in the past. All right. I'm going to be that one devil's advocate person and that one person that's going to be like, there's not enough boobs physics. And some developer is going to read that in a tweet and be like, oh, my God, we got to add more boob physics. <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's how some decisions are made. Oh, my God. Please. It's, it's so strange. No. <laughs> No, don't do this, Team Ninja. No. <laughs> yeah, seriously. There's also going to be a festival. Uh, festival? Yeah. What I, do you mean? I don't know what I don't know what it means, but there's going to be a festival. Like it's actually called Dead or Alive Festival. Oh, oh, oh that uh, I don't know. It's probably <laughs> like I don't know if it's like a fan festival or I don't know if it's a um you know a tournament. Yeah. IDK. Yeah. Um Uh Resident Evil was also shown. Yes, Resident Evil 2, correct? Yeah. Yeah, the remaster or remake. 
Yep. Uh, I'm I'm definitely gonna check that out before it comes out. I'm not gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna buy it yet since I'm not really a huge Resident Evil fan. But I think the the second one was definitely a solid entry in the series. Mm-hmm. Hey, Resident Evil would be a good one to also add on PlayStation Classic. Just a uh, just putting it out there. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, totally. That's yeah, that's popular. Is it? It's got to have all the bad animations too, like the bad, <laughs> like you know. Oh, you're gonna become a Jill sandwich, like oh. all the voice acting. Oh my god. Mm, yeah. Uh, something called Ninjala was also announced on the Switch. Um, I don't know if it was announced here or if it was just sh- if it was shown more. I f- I don't even know. I haven't been following this game, but it looks kind of like Splatoon meets. Samurai something I have no idea. And candy. Interesting. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> not that not that I don't care. It's more like I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's gonna be a huge hit. People love online games on the Switch, so that's gonna be fun. Mega Man Eleven is also coming yeah. out to the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. I actually played the demo on the Switch, and it was pretty difficult. Really, I don't really, I don't really play a lot of Mega Man games, and they're pretty difficult to begin with. Hmm. Um, the most I've played was Mega Man Three on the NES back when I was a kid. My brother and I had the NES because our dad handed it down to us, and he had a bunch of games for it. And one of them was Mega Man Three. I don't know why he didn't buy one and two, but he only had three. And we at the time we didn't care. We're like, oh, Mega Man, cool. So we started playing it, and we're like, this is hard, and we gave up. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. That's that's all I have to say about yeah. that. Um, so PUBG Mobile and and uh, Fortnite were also showcased. I don't know why they were at Tokyo Game Show. Maybe because there's a Japanese localization or something. I have no idea. I thought this game was already out in Japan. Maybe. Um, oh, the- I I I know a hundred percent Fortnite is available in Japan. Maybe they just wanted to emphasize that hey, we're still the number one online game in the world. You could still play us right now if you wanted to. It's like I don't know why they were doing that. I don't know. Maybe so more strange. promotion. Maybe they're gonna open up some esports for the in Japan. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and then there's two more things I want to talk about from my end. Um, Ghost of Tsushima is also showcased a little bit more, which is pretty cool. I mean, there's nothing really new there other than it's it's, it's Ghost of Tsushima. I think we're um, gonna definitely get more in during the um. The, the Paris conference that's coming up really soon. Yeah, I think so too. Because I think a lot of the people working on it are from Europe. So I think we're we'll see more from Sucker Punch then. Cool. That'd be awesome. I can't wait for that. Um uh, with uh, adding on a tangent to that, the other samurai game, samurai ish game, Sekiro. Sekiro? I think that's how you say it is yeah. uh, the the From Studios game. Mm-hmm. Looks kind of cool. Still more gameplay release, which is awesome. Uh, and the final note I want to mention is uh, Catherine Full Bodies coming out on the PS4 and Vita, even though they're ceasing production of the Vita yes. next year, it's coming out for that system, which I thought was really interesting. No lie, um, I might get it for the Vita as like the last hurrah, actually. You should. Yeah. You should. And I, I mean, I, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm I'm excited to play Catherine. I've, um, I've always, it came during a time where I was busy with college. So I'm f- sure, I'm excited sure, sure, sure. to just actually like get into it. Yeah, I never played it either actually since I um never owned a PS3 or Xbox 360. So yeah. that's something I actually might pick up for the PS4 when it comes out. Yeah. And I'm excited to find out who this new Catherine is going to be. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I know. Um that's about it that I want to talk about from Tokyo Game Show. Same uh, here. I- Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing really else that 
was really interested me. It was more of like a, this is an update on the progress of this game, and it's coming out still. I'm like, yes. okay, whatever. Yes. Sure. Pretty much. Tell me, tell me when it comes out, <laughs> you know? It's like, I, I'm waiting here. I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm waiting. Come on. <laughs> uh, Moving on right. to something uh, kind of sad. Oh, no. Um. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. We're, oh, yeah. So, oh. um, actually, two days ago, uh, we found out that Telltale Games, which is actually a company in the Bay Area laid off 225 employees and they're going and the company's basically shutting down a lot of their projects that were announced and they were working on they got canceled it's really unfortunate yes definitely i mean with with the visceral games closure what was it like last year or earlier this year i forget Mm -hmm. It's just it's unfortunate that there's a lot of these big studios that are closing due to financial management issues, et cetera, et cetera. Definitely. It could have been a I mean, for a lot of these studios, it's always gonna come down to money. You know, I mean I feel like the video game industry itself is a vote with your wallet kind of deal. Unless you're backed by Disney and you have all that Disney money, then it's kind of different. But for the most part Good point. you know and all the, the the smaller studios like like Double Fine from Double Fine to EA like they could close like THQ closed THQ was huge mm-hmm. and yet they closed. Yeah, any so longevity in the gaming industry is so you know like you never know you never know. Yeah, it, I would say. I mean, we've had a lot of really good people from the gaming industry on our podcast who we've always given advice to listeners and saying, if you want to get into the games industry, you know, go for it, do it, just keep striving to be that. But uh, the flip side of it, I, Elise and I have actually met and worked with some people from the game industry in person, and they've always shared their stories where they're saying the the industry is always finicky, like anything can happen. Studios close at a whim's notice. Um, you know, they put out a successful game, but then somehow they just can't break even. Yeah. So uh, a prime example of that would be uh, Kingdoms of Amalur. That game was the only game from that studio. I forget. It was some baseball player who created that studio. But uh, that game. Yeah, I forget, too. But that that game did really, really well. It sold extremely well. It was critically praised. But the studio closed because it just didn't do well overall. Mm hmm. So it's unfortunate that Telltale Games, despite their successful track record, despite all the awards, despite uh, you know their revolutionary storytelling abilities, they were still not able to recuperate what they lost in um, previous IPs. I know. I can I can, I can foresee how this happened. Um, I mean, there's a lot of rumors right now, but it in a way, Telltale Games used a lot of IPs. And I can imagine that a lot of them were very expensive. Yes. So, um, I just hope that a lot of the people who got who did get laid off will find jobs very soon, or maybe start their own studio. Who knows? Yeah. So I read an article saying that on last Friday everyone was notified that their studio was shuttering. So the company sent them all to some bar in downtown San Mateo, and I guess they all started like talking about trying to find work. Wow. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that there were at least a couple of employees who had the idea of creating their own studio in their minds, but even before this happened. So I'm sure they were talking about it with other people and just you know trying to bring talent on board and seeing what they can do to 
um, continue doing what they love because, as I mentioned, the games industry, it, it's really finicky. You, you don't know where you're going to end up. You don't know where you're going to be. That's why you have a lot of these indie developers. And I like to think of the indie developers as kind of like the food trucks. The food trucks industry is not fueled by a restaurant chain or a single store. It's fueled by the people that make the food truck happen. They, they made their own cuisine within that food truck. They, their whole, their whole life, their whole, you know, their, their whole basis of doing what they love and doing what they want is based off of that one single thing that they created by themselves. Yes. So a lot of these little indie studios, they survive based on the passion of their creators. And I think that's really cool because you have games like hollow Knight, games like stardew Valley that come out that are, works of love labors of love from these guys these girls that just create these really cool things that want they want to share with everyone and they don't have to worry about huge time constraints they don't have to worry about really big deadlines passing through different like tiers of management just to get something approved they could just do it on their own and i think it's fantastic yeah so i hope that like a, a people who go in the indie developer direction um they find success in being their yeah. own creatives Yeah. Best of luck to them. Yes, definitely. Oh, man. And I, I think you mentioned to me before, Lisa, that it was the Batman IP that caused the uh, that's their the, downfall. That's the rumor. The rumor is that the Batman IP was too expensive and to break even. Yeah, Batman is WB's most successful film slash, I know, comic franchise with DC and you know, DC. I think it probably wasn't WB that licensed it. It was definitely DC. DC. I would say, arguably, Batman is DC's most iconic character. Yes, for sure. Because just of his exposure and uh, successful movie franchises. I mean, I some people would argue Superman is also, or is the number one DC comic hero. But I would say Batman is simply because more people recognize um, Batman. Than mm -hmm. Superman. I don't know. I don't know. Anything. I don't know shit about DC Comics. I'm just <laughs> spouting out. I'm just spouting out whatever. So correct me if I'm wrong. I but definitely think in the past, in the past, uh, Superman was more popular. But especially with the Michael Keaton Batman and all of these, um, like um, Christopher Nolan, that currently in the DC universe, Batman is much more liked by this decade's audience. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a whole generation that skipped the Superman phase. I was definitely one of those kids that skipped the Superman phase. I was, I just, I watched the Batman animated series. I watched all the Christopher Nolan movies. So it's, I would say that Batman, going back to the, to the uh, Telltale IP thing is what really caused um, them to go down because I don't, I don't know what the situation was. I don't know how much they paid for that license, but mm -hmm. It must have been a considerable amount of money for them to lo to lose so much faith in their company if that happened. Yeah, I think so. Um, regardless, I hope all the people that worked at Telltale and were laid off, I hope they all find jobs soon. Yes, me too. Oh, uh, let's go back to some lighter stuff. That was that was a little bit dark. It was. It was a little <laughs> bit dark. What are you playing right now, Lisa? All right. So I'm playing Yakuza Kiwami 2. I've been catching up. Um, I've passed the point where the first chapter of Majima's storyline unlocked. Oh, okay. I'm still on chapter five. Okay. Oh, you're really close, actually. 
If you yeah, if you haven't passed, if you haven't gone to that part yet, you might just be twenty minutes away from doing it. No, yeah, no. So what happened was, um, I bought someone underwear. <laughs> That's what happened. Ah, uh, <laughs> and it was a little steamy. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, ooh, there's a lot of sexual tension in this room. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, it was great. And I was like, ooh, I want to see more. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Um, yeah. No, I, I'm also still playing Yakuza Kiwami 2 right now, and um, it's it's good so far. And I found out that you can go back to Sultanbori while still in Kamurocho, and I've been playing the Hostess Club stuff Dude, just to get more money. I'm telling you. I like the hostess club is amazing. Like it's it, it's just the best. It's the best. It's exactly the same as it was in Zero with the min- some minor tweaks. Exactly. But and it's exactly it, how I want it to be. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like I'm going to get addicted to this and I'm going to be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> so, so right now I only have 4 hostesses. How do I get more? Besides from recruiting them, do I have to keep doing the sub stories and getting some? Yeah, the um so I haven't done sub stories yet. I've only been recruiting, but there's certain sub stories where someone will join you, similar to the construction um gang, uh, construction gang uh, uh recruitment. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, did you just go to the menu of the the club and just go advertisement thing, and then you did that? Yeah. Uh, pretty much. Okay. 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 I'll. I need to get uh, more money to do that. <laughs> more money. I've been selling plates that people give me. I don't know hey. why after I save them, they <laughs> give me gold or silver plates. I'm like, why do you have this on you? Why are you giving it to me? <laughs> like, I, I saved you and you're giving me a plate. Like, what the hell? These... <laughs> if I was Kiryu, I, I'd be like, where am I going to put this? <laughs> do you know what these plates can do? <laughs> they could give you money. <laughs> so, so the pawn shop, the only place you can get money from, the pawn shop. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Uh yeah, no, uh, so it sounds like we're both playing Yakuza Kiwami 2. What else are you playing, Elisa? So I played the first hour of Shenmue 1. Oh, nice. You, you you got Shenmue. Wait, whoa. That's cool. I got Shenmue 1. Oh, nice. Did you get two as well, or you just got one? I got two. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Why are you saying it like that? Do you want to guess how <laughs> I got Shenmue 1 and 2? Uh, Gamefly. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? It's a wild guess. But I'm glad they got you a game that you wanted. <laughs> but do you want to know where Shenmue was on my list? It was on uh, number 10. It was on uh, number s- number 6. So. Oh my god. Oh my- Is Spider-Man still number 1? Yes. I was expecting Spider-Man. I was... Because like, I did not have anything rented out for like one whole week. Because that was the week that Spider-Man came out. And I was like, oh my oh. god, I think I might actually qualify for Spider-Man. So I was just waiting. And then I also had, by the way, God of War second and a bunch of other things. <laughs> and then I got Shenmue. <laughs> which, you know, is I. I played uh, the beginning. And did you did you start it yet, actually? Nope, I've been busy with Yakuza. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I started it just because I wanted to get into it. And... Uh-huh. um. Oh my god, can I tell you that the difference between the Japanese and the English dub is night and day. Night yeah, and I know. day. I, I've seen some people play it on on YouTube, and so, and the English voice acting is just horrible. It's like, where can I find some sailors? It's like, what? 
Excuse so, me? It's so bad. It's so bad. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> what? No, that, that's really what it's like. Yep. Yep. I know. <laughs> so I was, um, and I know that like people have been making fun of it on the Discord too, but I, so the game starts off with you with the Japanese dub and something like basically the storyline get, um, gets revealed for you in like the first five minutes of the game. Yeah. And you're like, oh shit, this is some serious business blah 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 and then then you're free to walk around the town and so i took rio around the town and i noticed that um so the first thing i did was i talked to these two kids and i it was still in the japanese dub i was like you know what this is not that bad i wonder what the english Mm -hmm. dub sounds like because you can just change it from the from the settings yeah yeah and i did (laughs) holy shit (laughs) That's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> like, Ryo-chan, Hey, it's Ryo. What are you doing? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I did. You have you seen this scene? I almost feel like you. Like... Uh, you know, I might know a couple things or two. Remember, <laughs> I, I think I mentioned on a previous podcast that my I brought it. I got a Dreamcast, and then uh, my <laughs> my roommate was like, "Hey, have you ever played uh, Shenmue?" And I was like, "What's that?" And he he got he gave it to me, and we played it, and I was like, "What am I playing?" So technically, I did play it, but <laughs> I also, but I also was only forced to play it in English because the Japanese dub was never released to the West until now. Yeah, yeah, but, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know, I know exactly what you're you're talking about. I know that scene because it's horrible. It's oh my god! I I feel like I cried. I was like, "What is going on right now? This is so." <laughs> I I'm just telling you now. Just play it in Japanese. Just play it the way that it was made to be played because even though the English dub is funny, like, would you play Yakuza Kiwami with an English dub? Like, no, of course not. Like, as much only as I like Mark Only if it was Johnny Young Bosch. I would only play well, it if it was Johnny Young Bosch. Well, I, I, we mentioned before that Mark Hamill was the Joker. Oh, not Joker. Well, yeah, he's a Joker. But Mark Hamill was Majima, the voice of Majima. And I think that's really weird. Yeah. And I don't want him to be the voice of Majima. Yeah. <laughs> as much as I like Mark Hamill and Majima as a character, I don't want them to meet. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm gonna start Shamu soon. I'm only gonna play it in Japanese because I don't think I could take the English dub, and I think it's too funny, and it kind of it takes away from the whole serious. Oh, it was of the ridiculous! Game. Like the I, I the scene where I had to help this little girl feed her cat. I was like, I can't take this shit seriously. <laughs> and I feel like this is supposed to be a genuinely nice scene, but I, I can't see that. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. it's so bad. Oh my god, it's so bad. It's all good. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, anyways, I genuinely think this is worse than East. So, ah uh, yes, yes, East, yes. And that was and that was pretty bad. But this is like, mm. yeah, I think this might be number <laughs> one. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, that's all I have. Also, it's it's cool when like um with Shenmue, the Japanese version, because in the English version you're just like father, and then in the Japanese version it's like oyaji, and it's just so it's, it's much more epic. So, yeah, I think it's just, I mean, the way that I see it is it's like playing the Yakuza games. It's a game that's set in Japan that's done technically meant for a Japanese audience to understand and we're just the outsiders watching it from afar basically so if you really want to play a game that's meant to be understood you have to read it 
and listen to it in the language that's supposed to be understood. Agreed. Re- read it, meaning that reading the subtitles of the language. But yes, I digress. I digress. Uh, I anyway. I I've only been playing Yakuza Kiwami too, Elisa. That's the, actually the only game I've been playing for so. sure. And then it, it seemed like you were um you're in chapter you're really close to to um having Majima. Yes, and the construction yeah, uh the construction game. Yes, my my. Job right now is to take Sayama to find to go to Purgatory. For that's sure, it. for sure, for sure. Yep. So uh, you already know where that's going. Yep, I do. Uh, yeah. So that's all I'm playing. What about you, Lisa? Anything else that you're playing? That's it for me. Awesome. So we didn't really get any emails, but we did have a lot of questions on the Discord, which I was really happy to see. Yes. Um, so the first question is from Divine Eater Aron in our Discord. Yeah, shout, shout out, to, out to Divine Eater, always like just like always holding it down too. Uh and their question is, do you have a hundred percent of achievements for any games? What games are they? Yo, know, oh, crap. You know, I, when I looked at that question, I was like, oh, I'm going to look at my account. And I totally didn't do it. So I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> it's all good. You know what? It's all good. And I actually do have one on the mind that I completed early last year. Mm. And it's the game Sleeping Dogs. Elisa, have you heard of Sleeping you Dogs? You 100%ed Sleeping Dogs? I platinum trophied that. Hell yeah. Oh, that's actually kind of surprising. It took a long time, but I love that game so much, and so I, I it was only right for me to complete it. Awesome. Um, that's the only one I've completed recently, 100% achievements for. Oh, man. I think I got all the achievements in TF2 before all the updates happened, so yeah. that was the thing. Um, I, uh, yeah, I... You know what? I think also Killing Floor 1 I got all the achievements for. I don't have it in front of me right now. but For sure. Uh, I know for a fact that I did platinum 100% sleeping dogs on the PS4. Okay. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the only PS4 game I've platinumed is the Fractured But Whole, but I'm really close to platinuming Nier Automata and, um, Nier Automata and Detroit. I, I think I, like, I'm really, really close to platinum, though, so that's on the radar. Um, and then just like looking through some of this. So I've platinumed, um, I've platinumed Heavy Rain, Tekken 6. Oh my god. Um, oh fuck, that game. Ugh, I platinumed Final Fantasy 13. <laughs> oh, well. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's your answers. I hope that you found them satisfactory. Uh, that's that's a bit. That's about it from me. Yes, <laughs> for that question. <sighs> Final Fantasy thirteen. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> All right. How did you guys get into Japanese culture and entertainment? You guys visit Japan a lot. Play Japanese video games. Watch movies, TV shows, drink the beers. <laughs> drink the beers. Drink the beers. It's awesome that you find enjoyment in that. What are the humble beginnings? Uh, quick side note. 
I actually drank Asahi beer right before this podcast, like like an hour before. <laughs> oh, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> so I was like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, hey, look, I did that. Hey. Um, uh, this, is all, this is also from Divine Eater Auron. Yes. Oh, man. How did we get into it? Um, I actually know my story. I do, too. And mine's a little bit long. But if you want to go first, you, you can. My story is actually pretty short and may... Okay. My first exposure to Japanese stuff was actually origami. Oh. I know. So, um, back in elementary school, um, during, like, we had, like, some art class on a Friday, and then they were teaching really standard basic origami for the first time, and making cranes and flowers and, you know, those water Mm -hmm. bombs. And I really liked it a lot. I had, like, I had such a good time that I started borrowing books from the library that were origami books and i've made really compact complex flowers i've made like i think the coolest thing i've ever made was a triceratops and i even had that's awesome i even had gold leaf paper like i had like the really legit kind of paper too like it was like it was a rude like one of my pastimes like back in elementary that's pretty cool actually yeah and then what happened was from there, um, what it aligned right when Toonami became popular. So uh-huh. that's my first exposure to anime. So that was my exposure to Sailor Moon, uh, Ruroni, and then um, Dragon Ball. There you go. Gundam. And then after that, like four years later, it became Adult Swim. Adult Swim anime, which was the originals of like Inuyasha, Cowboy Bebop, Trigun, and then from there it shifted from anime to live TV, shifting to live game shows, to the movies, and then eventually infiltrate to the music, and then the culture and the history, and then yeah, here I am. <laughs> wow, that was a pretty detailed story. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. For me, I would say it started with paintings. Mm. So I grew up uh, in my house. I grew up around Japanese paintings. and I didn't know what they were until I got a little bit older. But my parents liked to, to collect Japanese art. Not a lot, but like, you know, just just a couple paintings. And, they, and my dad had a leather figure of Miyamoto Musashi. He was like probably the most famous samurai in all of Japan. Yes. And... I didn't understand what they were at the time. And so they told me what it was and where it came from. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But I didn't really care. Yet I was playing games like Pokemon, watching shows like Digimon, um, stuff like that. Um, And I have to thank my dad for the rest of it. He introduced me to samurai movies. He introduced me to the director, Akira Kurosawa, who made Seven Samurai, Rashomon, all these famous Japanese samurai films, and I came to appreciate them as I got older, and I we ended up watching them in, in film class when I went to film school, and I thought that was really cool because I already seen them, so I didn't go to class on those days that we watched those movies because I knew them like back to front, and I just wrote the essay and passed it. I was like, whatever, dude. Um, <laughs> but uh, I grew up watching anime like Pokemon, Digimon, stuff, stuff on the Fox box, like four kids. One Piece, yeah, Four Kids TV, you know, stuff like that. Um, One Piece, Kirby, Kirby, right back at you. I think that was the the English title. I I don't know what the Japanese title was. <laughs> Sonic X, like all these different anime shows. 
Fulikuli, Naruto, and even right now I'm watching My Hero Academia. So all in all, it it started from anime to TV shows, which my dad introduced me to, this TV show called Train Man, and I recommend everyone to watch the TV show and the movie. It's about this nerdy guy in Japan who ends up saving this girl on the train from this drunk guy, and they end up falling in love. And I thought it was a really cute story. To, like, the from the drama series to the movies to the anime... And then I ended up making a lot of friends in college who were uh, from Japan. And from there, it spelled to me going to Japan, drinking the beers, <laughs> drinking the, the whiskeys. And here I am today. Awesome. Great story. Yeah, I try to condense it as much as possible. I can make it a lot longer because I feel when people ask me, like, how do you get into Japanese stuff? I'm oh, like, yeah. Wow, I can, this I is totally a long story. <laughs> I totally get totally. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I hope that answered your question. Again, thank you, Divine Eater Aron, for both of your questions. Yeah. I find it interesting last... that both of us got into Japanese culture or like were like the gateway was actually art. Yeah, I think that's interesting too. Yeah. Yours was more of a hands-on approach and mine was more of a visual approach. Definitely. And the last question we have today is from Tangu. Tangu, welcome to the Discord, by the way. Just want to give a little shout out to you. Where do you stand on the controversial PSL pumpkin spice latte debate? I actually have no idea what this means. Yeah, Alisa, maybe you can elaborate. No, like I, cause uh, cause when he when that was posted, I was looking to see if like something happened specifically, and uh-huh. I didn't see anything specific about the pumpkin spice latte. I think, I think, I don't know. Do you? Th- we could answer whether we like it or not, like in general. Well, I- I think the debate is that it's September and it came out and it's supposed to be October when it comes out because, you know, October is pumpkins, Halloween, all that stuff. Um, is that, deba- is uh, that really the debate? I have no idea. Uh, I think the debate is if you like it or not. That's got to be the debate. I think what I'm, I'm just speculating why it started is because it came early. But, um, okay. oh, man, Alisa, you go ahead. Um. I have I I have a pretty blunt opinion about pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> go go on go on. Um, I don't think they're a big deal at all. And when I say a big deal, I think there's no point in complaining about them because seasonal flavors happen all the time. And I act and my honest opinion is I think people who complain about pumpkin spice lattes don't like pumpkin flavors. So it's just kind of like, well, duh, of course, like, how are you going to, like, talk about pumpkin and you don't even like pumpkin to begin with? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just like, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> like, quit, quit your whining. <laughs> like, quit, like, quit your, quit your whining. I think, like, although people, I think the issue is the commercialization of the latte, but it's stupid because... Like I said, it's like when pineapple and coconut flavors come out in the summer. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. It's like um, every season has flavor. It, oh, it's like in December when there's peppermint bark, but no one's oh yeah, but no one's complaining about that. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, it's December. Everyone's expecting peppermint stuff. Yeah, I think that anyone who like is super like has like a huge opinion against it does not like pumpkin to begin with yeah i I think that's unjustified if you think that way 
Yeah. Like, if you keep saying that you don't like it, I I mean, if you if you if you're gonna have all this negative opinion about it, like then like why are you wasting your energy? Like someone else is gonna enjoy it and just let them be. Yeah. It ain't that anyway. serious, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, it's just um, pumpkin. <laughs> and to add on to that, I want to say that I agree with you, Elisa. If I go to a coffee place and they're featuring pumpkin spice latte, I'm still going to be like, can I get a mocha? Yeah. And it, like, <laughs> it doesn't it, like, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Like I like, for example, I like pumpkin and I get I actually get the lattes once in a while. But sometimes when it's out, like I'll, I'll get like a caramel latte or a vanilla or you know what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. Like I guess the first and foremost thing about me is that I don't always go out for coffee. I don't usually do it. Um, I I'm okay with drinking just the office coffee as like quotation sure. marks, since I I don't want to spend money to buy coffee every day. Yeah. Um, I'm never in the mood to drink anything that's a latte. <laughs> I don't know why, unless it's like a green tea latte. It's because um, like it's not like it's really an espresso shot in milk. Like, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, that that that's the basis of it. Mm-hmm. But overall, we can both collectively say that we don't hate pumpkin spice lattes, but we also don't love them. We're not going to go out of our ways to get it. Yeah, because I'm just a tea person. But I think that like, yeah. I think that like when people like really like are out to call like, oh, this is super basic or like whatever. I'm just like, so is peppermint, really? <laughs> Yeah. Well, those people are just haters. Yeah. I mean. I'm. This is what I'm telling you. A lot of pumpkin spice haters don't like pumpkin to begin with. So. Well, then, yeah. Then 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 stop then talking. It, then you know it's like, I mean? of course you're a hater. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. All right. That's all the questions we have for today. If you want to ask us a question, go to our website, downtime.live, www.downtime.live. Click on the contact form, um, fill out the question there. You can reach us out the old fashioned way by going to contact at downtime live. Again, that's contact at downtime live. Um, on our website, you can also click on join our community on the bottom left corner and you can join our Discord. Join us, talk about video game stuff. We're always active on the Discord. We're always talking about video games, everything and anything video games, but also non-video game stuff. Yeah. Like, for example, I hope Divine Eater has a great vacation in yeah. in uh, California. So good luck. Woo. Yep. Shout out to you, buddy. I hope you have fun in California and wherever else you're going. Uh, Grand Canyon. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find out more about us if you join our Discord. It's a very personal experience. You don't have to talk to us. You could just be there. You can just read the stuff. You could be a lurker. You know what? All I ask is that you guys just join and, and just see. Just see what it's all about. For sure. And then um, we're basically on all the plot. We're on all the platforms except for Spotify, which, you know, we're not going to be on Spotify anytime soon. Um, if yeah. you listen to us through uh, your Apple phone iTunes, whatever, write us an Apple Podcast review. Yes, please. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. Anything else, Elisa, before I close this out? Um, As we're recording, happy first day of fall, y'all. Woo! And yep. yeah, we'll see you next week. And who knows? It might be October the next time we record this or the next oh, time this releases. Maybe. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that we'll see. We'll yep, see. We'll see. Anyway, peace.
Peace. Yep. Anyway, anyways, everyone, thank you for listening to the 72nd episode of Downtime Podcast with Jeremy and Elisa. Have a good rest of your week. Peace. ASMR, but I can't do it. Do it, do it, do it. No, just do it, 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 please. That's great. Please just do it. Just do it. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on.